Before we begin this week's episode, I have an announcement, or either an announcement or a reminder, depending on how many episodes you've listened to. So, this podcast now has an email, moonpool.pod at gmail.com. The link is in also in the description. Um, the description. Um, you can also send me a voice message. You need to have an account on Anchor, but yeah. Um, anchor.fm slash moonpool slash message, forward slash, not backward slash. Um, the link to that is also in the description. And you can also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, and... If you do that between now and when I get 800 total plays on this podcast, then your review, email, or message will be featured on that episode, unless you specify otherwise, in which case I will respect your privacy. Um, So yeah, you can send me anything you want. Fan art, if you've not of this podcast, unless you, you can make fan art of this podcast. You know what? If you want to make fan art of me, I would be honored. You don't have to. But if you wanted to, my OC is fluffy and black with orange tabby patches and a white belly and a white tail tip and green eyes. Hopefully you can remember all that. Um, So yeah, if you want, you can make fan art of my OC. Um, You can also just say hi or ask questions or, you know, yeah, as long as it's um podcast or warriors related and so don't ask me like oh what do you think a purple sausage tastes like i'm not going to respond to that um and as long as it's appropriate for all ages i will not respond to anything with inappropriate language or content um and as long as you don't ask me anything too personal like where do i live or what's my name or anything um i will also not respond to that anyway yeah, so I really love to hear anything you have to say. Um, I really, it really, um, I really love hearing what you have to say, and it makes me so happy. It really does. It like, it, it just brightens up my world and my day and my life. And to hear anything you have to say, if you if you feel comfortable doing so, then I would love for you to send something. Um, and yeah, a chance to get featured. Well, t- not even not just a chance because this this podcast has such a small audience definitely going to get featured and that would be really great um if you want to so anyway now on to the episode link in description for all the ways to contact me a quick note before we start you might be confused looking at the date of this episode because I just published my regularly scheduled episode. The reason I'm doing a double episode is because the next episode I will do is my anniversary edition episode. And if I'm continuing with my one episode week thing, it will be episode 49. And I want to celebrate episode 50 on the same episode that I'm celebrating this podcast anniversary. So I'm doing a double episode this week so I can celebrate episode 50 next week. Does that make sense? Hopefully it makes sense. Now, on with the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Moon Pool. I'm your host, Maple Dusk, and this episode is the fourth episode in my Firestar's Legacy series. So, a quick reminder of how this works. I'll be going over what happens to Firestar in each series that he's in, as well as his descendants and relatives who are main characters in each series. Or, or even background characters. <laughs> I'll just be like, hey, remember Cloudtail? He's definitely not a main character in the new Prophecy arc, but you know what? <laughs> How's Cloudtail doing? Anyway, 
Along the way, I'll sprinkle in my opinions on certain things. At the end of each episode, I'll do something I call, let's check in with Firestar and his kin. (laughs) I have to say it in that particular way each time I say it. Where I'll be quickly going over how each character that is related to Firestar, is close to Firestar, or is Firestar, is doing at the end of of the book. And another quick note before we start. The opinions I'll be giving are mine. You don't have to agree with them, and I certainly don't want to unwittingly manipulate you into believing them. Just keep that in mind. Now, without further ado, let's get started. Oh, and I forgot to say that the moon pool is where cats of all clans gather together as one. My gosh, that's a crime. So, there's a prologue, as always, and as always, it has nothing to do with Fireheart. But basically, the Shadow Clan medicine cat, Running Nose, poor soul with a name like that, is taking care of his sick leader, and he gets a message from Star Clan about death and bad stuff, but also about a glorious future for Shadow Clan, which is a very mixed message. Thanks, Star Clan. Running Nose also. <laughs> Running Nose only tells the clan about the glorious future part because he doesn't want to worry the clan, which I kind of respect. I mean, I think he should tell them ev- eventually, and on second thought, maybe now. But I can understand not wanting not wanting to send your clan into a frenzy over a very vague message about death and destruction generally. Meanwhile, in Thunder Clan, Fireheart is the new Thunder Clan deputy. He still worries about Tigerclaw, the evil former deputy who tried to kill Blue Star, the current Thunder Clan leader. The clan is still recovering from the attack from Broken Tail, his rogues, and Tigerclaw, as well as from the immense shock of Tigerclaw's betrayal. Well, it's not a betrayal to Fireheart, he's suspected all along, but he's still scared for him and his clanmates. He's got a lot on his plate, worrying about Tigerclaw, Cat's not trusting him because he was named deputy after Moonhigh, which is against the warrior code, Bluestar barely coming out of her den and being really depressed and mentally damaged from Tigerclaw's attack, and Fireheart's nephew, Cloudpaw, being rude and not believing in Starkland. Blue Star, by the way, is also very paranoid. I personally feel really bad for Blue Star in books 4 and 5, and really her whole life. Her mother died when Blue Star was still an apprentice. Her sister died. She had to give away her kits, and now this betrayal. I can imagine that it would, that it, it would be too much trauma for one cat to take, like I talked about in my last Firestar's Legacy episode. Blue Star goes to visit the Moonstone for advice from Star Clan. But WindClan doesn't let her go through, even though it's perfectly okay for her to go through. Like, what? What the heck is going on, WindClan? What? Oh, oh, right, I remember now. Yeah, they, I, hmm. Right, they're still hostile to ThunderClan, who sheltered Brokenstar. Um, but still, I mean, come on. Come on, WindClan, it's, it's perfectly legal for ThunderClan to go in to visit the Moonstone. Like, you can't defy the ThunderClan leader. You can't defy the ThunderClan leader doing something that is perfectly legal and, and allowed. She's allowed to do this. Like, come on, WindClan, that's taking it too far. Anyway, Bluestar takes this as a sign that StarClan doesn't want to help her and her clan. Two mysteriously ill ShadowClan cats have come to ThunderClan, pleading for help. Yellowfang, the medicine cat, sends them away, but Cinderpelt, her apprentice, who, for some reason, despite being a relatively major character, has been named between books secretly treats the shadow clan cats their wounds i mean not like treats them to like <laughs> to like dinner or something she treats the wounds of the shadow clan cats fireheart finds this out and makes her promise to stop once they recover which i think he wouldn't feel like he had the authority to do even though he's clan deputy if he wasn't cinderpelt's former mentor 
Meanwhile, Fireheart also has to deal with his apprentice, who also happens to be his nephew, Cloudpaw. He's rude, he's disrespectful of Starplant and of the Warrior Code, and he never listens. Fireheart finds out that he has been frequently visiting the Tulike place, which is just like a village, to eat food from a Tulike, aka a human. Cloudpaw is taken away by a Tulike and driven away in a monster or car. Ravenpaw, Ravenpaw, who um, used to be a Thunderclan cat, but was taken to live with Barley, a loner, to keep him safe from Tigerclaw, his former mentor. Ravenpaw comes to visit and says he saw a white cat in a human house. Fireheart, Sandstorm, and Ravenpaw set out to rescue him. They find him, and he decides to rejoin Thunderclan. Blizzstar allows this. Sandstorm and Fireheart get into a minor fight after this, and they kind of don't speak to each other, but their relationship grows in, like, a romantic way. Now, the tension has built up over the past few months about whether Tigerclaw is finally going going to attack, and if so, when and how. And now he finally attacks, along with the group of the rogues Broken Tail used to lead. Fireheart leads a patrol to see what happened, and he sees the body of Running Wind, one of his clanmates. Whitethroat, a shadow clan cat, who was one of the sick cats from earlier, and also I believe Little Cloud, the other sick cat, became Medicine Cat, but again, the Warrior's Wiki doesn't mention it, so whatever. For some reason, the Warrior's Wiki mentions like zero things, but I'm talking about that later. Uh, anyway, Whitethroat, a shadow clan cat, is standing over Running Wind's dead body, and Fireheart assumes that Whitethroat killed Running Wind and immediately starts chasing after him, which in my opinion is definitely because Whitethroat is from Shadow Clan and Shadow Clan is made out to be the bad clan in these books. As you might be able to guess, I don't agree with that, but you are entitled to your own opinions. Fireheart chases Whitethroat onto the, onto the Thunderpath and attacks him. Whitethroat gets hit by a monster and dies. When Fireheart has just done, what Fireheart has just done seems uncharacteristically antagonistic of Fireheart to me. Especially since he seems to have, like, empathy for, I guess, marginalized cats, like, um, kitty pets in warrior cats. Um, in warrior cats, they're, like, discriminated against. Um, and he seems to, like, cause, because he was a kitty pet, so he knows about that stuff. And so he's, like, probably going to support the underdogs. And clearly he doesn't see that Shadow Clan, although they try to be a mean clan, are the underdogs. Because the other clans suspect them of everything because they are mean. <laughs> some of them, some of them are mean. Wow, I, 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 I never knew I liked Shadow Clan. Am I discovering my inner love for Shadow Clan? Wow. I thought Sky Clan was, Sky clan was my favorite clan. I think they, they are, they are my favorite clan. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Shadow Clan, Shadow Clan's cool too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, uh, so Tigerclaw reveals himself in the bushes as the one who killed Running Wind, and he and Fireheart fight. Tigerclaw promises to destroy Thunderclan. Broken Tail's rogues show up, but so do a River Clan patrol, so they're even. The River Clan cats help Thunderclan, and Fireheart puts the clan on guard day and night. Every cat is constantly vigilant. Meanwhile, the weather is getting hotter and hotter and drier and drier, so there's some building tension with that. Eventually, there's a fire in the camp. A big fire, like a full-blown forest fire. But only in Thunderclan Cap. Cap? Only in Thunderclan Camp. Convenient for the other clans. You would think that a forest fire would spread through all of the clans, but for some reason, that's not the case. Um, but, um, everyone evacuates to the river, where RiverClan is nice enough to shelter them. And they find, they realize that Halftail, an elder, Patchpelt, another elder, and Bramblekit, um, a kid, are missing. 
Also, this is this is completely off topic, but can I just talk about how weird it is that the Warriors Wiki doesn't include some sometimes pretty major details about the story? So, if you don't know, the Warriors Wiki is a website that can basically tell you everything you need to know about Warrior Cats, with no additional opinions on their part. You can find pixelated and official art of all the cats in the books there, as well as detailed descriptions of their lives. But sometimes the wiki excludes major things in its description, detailed descriptions of, of the books. And here's one that I just discovered in the detailed description of Rising Storm. As far as I can see, it says nothing about the whole drama between Fireheart, Bramblekit, and Goldenflower, which is pretty major. If you don't know, Fireheart was scared by Bramblekit's resemblance to his father, who is evil, Tigerclaw. I mean, seriously, he looks exactly like him, which maybe cat genetics are a little bit um, less realistic, more realistic than that, but whatever. Anyway, Goldenflower, Bramblekit's mother, defended Bramblekit, and that's, nothing is mentioned about that. And, and so, like, Fireheart has to choose between saving Halftail, Patchpelt, Bramblekit, or Yellowfang, because he can't save them all. And for some strange reason, instead of saving Yellowfang, who at this point is, like, a, not a mother figure, but, like, sort of, like, a, like, a guide, guider, guider? G-U-I-D-E, I don't know. Um, he has a strong bond with Yellowfang. He took care of her as an apprentice when he when she was like not doing well, and they they have a loving bond. But he chooses to save Bramblekit, who actually creeps him out. And I get that Bramblekit is a kit, and he can't let a kit die, and Yellowfang is old, and Bramblekit is destined to become to become leader someday. So like, but why doesn't he save Yellowfang and Bramblekit? I know it's a, it's a split-second decision, but he barely knows Patchpel and Halftail. And now, as I say this, I realize that he has a choice between saving Goldenflower's son, son Bramblekit, and her former mate, Patchpelt. So either way, Goldenflower is going to have some feelings about it, unless he saves Patchpelt and Bramblekit. Although um, he would, she would have more feelings if he let Bramblekit die, because he's just, he is just a kit, and Patchpelt is an elder, and he isn't even her mate anymore. And I really feel like Fireheart should have saved Bramblefoot and Yellowfang, but you know what? I guess it's his decision. Well, anyway, he saved Halftail, who he barely knows. Okay, I, now I'm just sounding mean. Like, I'm just like, oh, he should have let Halftail die and Patchpelt die. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if he has to choose saving two out of four cats, shouldn't he save the ones that he knows need to be saved the most or he wants to be saved the most? And you could argue that Yellowfang is older, so maybe it's less of a reason to save her. But Patchpelt and Halftail are elders. They're both old, too. I don't know. Whatever. Decisions. Weird. Well, anyway, after the fire is gone, Fireheart and Graystripe head to the ThunderClan camp to see what is left of the ThunderClan camp. <laughs> wow, that was redundant. Head to the ThunderClan camp to see what's left of it. It'll take a lot to repair, but spoiler alert, they'll make it, li- they'll make it livable again. Incredibly, Yellowfang is still alive after a fire just, like, swept through the entire camp. She's about, she is about to die, though. She, re- she reveals to Fireheart and Graystripe that Brokentail was her son and that she killed him. I forget if Fireheart already knew this. Um, she might. I mean, he might. Um, I think he did, actually. Anyway, Thunderclam returns to their territory and work on rebuilding the camp. So, here's the last thing that happens. Bluestar refuses to go to the next gathering, so Fireheart acts as leader in her place. And there's a plot twist. After both the leader and the deputy of ShadowClan have died, 
Tigerclaw came to ShadowClan and convinced them to let him become leader, and for some strange reason, they allow this. Actually, the subject of my first episode was this, pretty much. I had just finished book four and was giving my predictions for book five. My main question was, and still is, this. Why on earth did ShadowClan decide to let Tigerclaw become their leader? I've come up with some factors supporting their decision and some factors not supporting their not supporting their decision. I talk fast. I think I need some water. If I... I'm thinking of recording another episode after this. I need to get some water. That was maybe TMI, but whatever. Um, first, here are the factors that support their decision. Shadow Clan is desperate. Both their leader and their deputy have just died of a sickness that very well might spread through the camp. So, who are they going to make leader? How will they decide? Plus, they're Shadow Clan, so they already have a reputation for being shady. I mean, it's practically in the name. So, what have they got to lose? They don't care what the other clans think of them. Now, here are some factors that do not support their decision. This is a cat who they know is from Thunder Clan. Blue Star hasn't told the clans of Tigerclaw's treachery, but of course the other clans have noticed that Tigerclaw isn't in Thunder Clan anymore, and Fireheart has taken his place as deputy. Of course, that doesn't rule out the possibility that he died, but then Tigerclaw shows up in Shadow Clan, so he's obviously not dead. That means he was either exiled or he left the clan. Both are not reasons to make someone deputy or leader, which means I'm gonna have to talk about Graystripe when he becomes deputy, oh boy. <laughs> anyway, you don't make a cat from another clan leader when he just shows up one day like, hey, wanna make me your leader even though I, you don't know me and I just randomly showed up here? I truly believe that Shadow Clan is not a bad clan, but I'm finding it really hard to find any reasons other than malicious ones. Um that Shadow Clan would make Tiger Claw Tiger Star. I don't know, maybe, maybe I should sympathize with them more. I can imagine they're really desperate if there's sickness in their clan, and their leader died, and their deputy died. Oh well, that's all I, that's all I have to say about that. Now, let's check in with Firestar and his kin. Fireheart, now deputy, shocked over the news about Tiger Claw becoming Tiger Star. Graystripe, um, still in River Clan. Haven't heard much from him. Oh, I think after the fire, he stares wistfully at ThunderClan like he wants to go back. But again, the warrior's wiki doesn't mention it. Uh, Cloudpaw? Being disobedient and rude. But at least he doesn't want to be a kitty pet anymore. Princess? We haven't heard from her for two books. She kind of disappears after the second second book, in my opinion. I feel like she was just a plot device because someone had to give birth to Cloudpaw slash Tail, and someone had to make Fireheart question his loyalty to ThunderClan. Actually, I started writing a fanfiction um, a while ago, and I recently picked it back up, where Princess joins the clans instead of um, Rusty, so it's very interesting. Anyway, Blue Star, during doing terribly, <laughs> depressed and paranoid, and rarely gets out of her nest. Poor Blue Star. Uh. I think I can include Sandstorm at this point because Fireheart and Sandstorm are pretty close to mates. Sandstorm is doing well, I think. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Sorry, I... <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> there's one point in the story where Cloudkit gets taken away and Fireheart says something like, Now everyone I care about is gone! And Sandstorm says something like, Don't you care about me? And gets upset. But I think at this point they've made up from that. Let's see, who else? I think that's all for now. Oh boy, when we get to, like, series four, there are going to be so many cats to check in with.
thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Moon Pool. You can tune in next week for our anniversary episode and 50th episode celebration. You can find and follow this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can send in a voice message at anchor.fm slash moonpool message. You can give me your feedback or thoughts on this or another episode. Or, if you like, some ideas for a future episode would be appreciated. There is no account required to send in a voice message. Talk to you next week. Bye.